Good morning, everybody. Yeah, my name's Abby, and it's lovely to be here this morning. Um, before I start, let's just let's just prepare our hearts, ready to hear from God, because I, I really do believe that He wants to speak to us this morning and wants to speak to you. So let's just shake off whatever's happened this week, whatever's happened this morning, and and let's actually be ready to receive and hear, because we're not just here to you know make friends or listen to a nice talk and go home and forget about it. We're here to actually learn and actually get close to Jesus. So let's just be ready, be open to hear from God because he wants to speak to you today. Yes, God, we want to have our hearts open. We want to be humble and ready to receive from you, God. Pray that any stumbling blocks in the way, anything that we're holding on to, that we just let go and just be open and ready to receive from you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Matt, for sharing, uh, reading the passage we're focusing on today. So the context here is that Jesus has been spending a lot of time teaching his disciples about how they should act and what values are important in the kingdom of God. And in these verses that Matt read for us, Jesus um, Use the disciples' arguments and questions to teach them about one of these really important values in God's kingdom. Several times, the disciples, they asked this question, who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? They want to know how success is measured and how to make their way to the very top of the pecking order. And in Matthew 18, Jesus answers in a bit of a strange way. So he gets his little child and puts it in the middle of them and, and says, truly, I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, the disciples are probably thinking, what are you what about? What, what do you mean we need to be like a little child? Like, we need to cry lots and like wear nappies and like play all day. Is that what you mean, Jesus? Obviously not. Now, it's kind of a happy accident that I'm preaching about being like a little child on Mother's Day. It actually wasn't deliberate. Um, it's my first Mother's Day, actually. And uh, children, they're such a blessing. They bring so much joy, and they're just so innocently wonderful. And they're also hard work and cause many sleepless nights. So I didn't quite realize when I agreed to this that I'd be losing an hour of sleep, an extra hour of sleep. But anyway, <laughs> not bitter. Um, no, but anyway, as cute and as lovely as babies are, that is not what Jesus is talking about here. So in Jewish times, social status came with age. So children, they were at the very bottom of the pile. They had no status, no power. So going back to the passage, Jesus says, Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child, they are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And he's not referring to the immaturity of children, but the humility Humility is defined by Google as the quality of having a modest or low view of one's importance. And this word humility, it's not really a part of today's society. Let's think about the selfie culture that idolizes beauty. If you've got it, flaunt it. And what about leaders of countries around the world who think that they always know best? And how about how difficult it is for many of us to say sorry and acknowledge when we are in the wrong? Even as Christians know the Bible, we can put earthly concerns over heavenly ones. Now, going back to this passage, the disciples here, they were asking the wrong question. They didn't get it. 
They were looking at things from an earthly perspective. How God, how Jesus, how do we get higher up in God's kingdom? How do we do it? In the world, this status, it's measured in wealth and power and popularity. But in God's kingdom, it's all upside down. The disciples wanted to be on top, but that should not be our aim. We must give up our claims to status and position, and instead, we should treat each other as equals. And we shouldn't be asking how we become, can become the greatest, but how can we humble ourselves? And how can we deny ourselves for God's glory? In these next two verses, five and six, Jesus goes on to tell the disciples that whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and drowned in the depths of the sea. That's quite intense. Um, but to the disciples, this would have been a bit crazy, a bit strange to think about welcoming a child who had no social status. It would have just been really alien to them. And the next verse, which threatens this horrible, horrible death for those who would cause a child's disciple to stumble in their faith or lead them into sin. Jesus is making it really, really clear here how much he values every little child, both as an individual and as one of his disciples. And reading through the rest of chapter 18, Jesus makes these points again, but in different ways. That is how important it is. Sometimes we can look down on the innocence and the naivety of children instead of appreciating their wonder and seeing how genuine their faith is. Just as children can learn from us, so we can learn from them. There is nobody in all of society that we should shun or that it would be acceptable to hinder in their faith or cause them to sin. The kingdom of heaven, it's not just for adults, for intelligent people. It's for all of us, for all of us that choose to find it. And it all comes back to this idea of humility. We should value everyone as equals. We are no better than anybody else. Whoever they are, however old they are, we are no better than them. And we should be setting this culture of humility at home, in your workplace, in your school. Jesus is so clear that we do not want to be leading anyone younger into sin or away from their faith. We have a responsibility to lead by example and make sure that our actions really do line up with our faith. Let's just take a moment now. Let's think about one way this week that we can change to be more humble. What step could you take towards leading a life of humility? So we're going to actually stop here for a minute and think about that. And if you feel comfortable, share with the person next to you, talk about ideas and maybe share what, what you're going to do this week. Um, maybe it's being kind to someone who you normally think is a bit weird or, or you think is kind of beneath you. Or maybe it's doing a helpful job around the house or at school or at the workplace that you normally wouldn't do because it's kind of not your job. You don't really want to do that. Or maybe it's choosing to forgive someone, but you don't really think they deserve it. So let's take a minute now. Talk amongst yourselves or think to yourself, what, what are you going to do this week to actually take a step towards humility? Thanks, guys. I think for me, I'm going to try and not take offence so easily because, you know, I don't need to think of myself as so self-important that I can take offence to everything. So that's what I'm going to do. I hope that you take something away that you're going to 
challenge yourself with this week. If someone's told you what they're going to do, ask them about it next week. So let's look at another passage. If you're following Restore 2022, reading through the Bible in two years, you may have been on, on the ball and have read Matthew 20 this morning. Yeah, Marquis on the ball, good. Um, <laughs> so if you've read it, you will know that the mother of James and John, she comes along and she hasn't heard this previous conversation in Matthew 18. And she comes, she says, Jesus, how can I get my precious sons a special place in heaven? How can I, how can they be, you know, rise up to the top? How can they be special and, and have a privileged position? And you can read more about that when you get home. But um, after this conversation, the disciples, they hear about it. And they're angry. They're annoyed. They think, this is unfair. Again, they don't understand. <laughs> it's a natural desire for us sometimes to, to want to work our way up in whatever we're doing and, and to want to be viewed more highly than others. That is sometimes the way that we naturally feel. Um, but Jesus, he says to them, no, 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 guys, you've got it all wrong. And in verses 25, 28, he says, <clears throat> you know, the rulers of the Gentiles, they lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. But not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is saying, if you want to go up, I have to come down, all the way down to a child, to a servant-like level, to a place of service without status, because the kingdom of God, it's about service. It's not about status. And this truth, it is completely countercultural, both in the disciples' day and now. The real question that the disciples should have been asking, and that we should be asking, are how can we be best serving others? How can we make humility a goal in our life? In what areas have we let pride sneak in? Do we think we're too good to do certain things? Do we value others in earthly terms of status? And do we truly wish to serve those in our life? Or are we just here for a good time? Jesus was the most superior human ever to walk the earth. He is God. And he didn't stop having that superiority but he didn't act like the king that he was from an earthly perspective. And he didn't let it make him proud. He, who was all the way up here, like, I can't even say how high, like, right to the sky and more. He was up there in status, but he chose to come literally as far down as you can to serve us. Ungrateful humans. <laughs> he hung out with the dirtiest and the lowest people in society. And he just humbly let people discover who he was. Jesus, he humbled himself to the point of death. If you want to know more about leading a life of humility, go and read about Jesus. If we could do it, if he can do it, I mean, then we certainly have to try. Now, it can be tempting to think, well, I don't want a special, special position in heaven. I, I don't want to be the greatest. I'll just carry on as I am. Or maybe it's, you know, I've heard this all before, old news. Or it's, you know, I'm okay. I'm fine. I don't, I don't need to change. No. <laughs> However old or young you are, whatever your day-to-day -day life looks like, 
whether you're rich or you're poor or you're healthy or you're sick or you're happy or you're sad, you can change to be more like Jesus. Let's shake off the lies of complacency. When I read the Gospels, nothing about Jesus says to me that complacency is acceptable. He doesn't want a bunch of disciples who are lukewarm and half-hearted and just wanting to do the bare minimum. To do our best and to live our best life for God, we must give our all from our first day of choosing to follow him until our very last breath. Jesus says, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You will never. Doesn't sound very negotiable to me. We, we've got to stop buying into the proud world in which we live. God's kingdom, which is the world we want to be in. It's upside down. We must lose the pride, lose the idea of better than anyone else, and that you deserve more than anyone else. The opposite, opposite of being humble and serving others is pride. And when thinking about a really practical application of this, it helped me to think of ways that we can be proud. So if anyone's got any ideas of how we can be proud, shout them out. Anyone? How can we be proud? Achievements, yeah, proud in, in what we do, yeah. Sorry, not admitting we're wrong, yeah. Yeah, proud in what you own. Yeah, great ideas. And keep thinking about these. What I wrote down was thinking we know best, not listening to advice of others. And yeah, boasting about things in our life. Maybe it's our achievements. Maybe it's what we own. Maybe it's our looks. Maybe it's thinking others are beneath us. Feeling that we deserve a certain way of life. And oh, that's very nice for you. But you know, I need this and this for my life. Yeah, maybe it's not admitting we're wrong. Not saying sorry. Not accepting help or asking for help when we actually need it. And there's so much more. Are we guilty of any of these things? In our heads, we might think of someone like Pharaoh in the Bible or another extreme character who's obviously really proud. But in reality, we can all be proud. It may be in the small everyday things. It may be in the big decisions in our lives. Is there a certain image of who you are that you want to portray? That you won't do certain things because that doesn't, doesn't match who you are. The real clincher for me with this idea of humility is this. If you don't listen to anything else, listen to this. Jesus, he knew that his disciple and maybe even his friend called Judas was going to betray him. And yet still, Jesus, he became like a slave he came all the way down here and he washed Jesus' feet. This guy who he knew was days, weeks, I don't know, away from betraying him. He washed his dirty, disgusting feet. If Jesus, the king of the universe, could humble himself to do that, then no humble act is beneath us. But humble acts alone, they're not enough. Because God wants our heart. We can all be good people, but God wants our heart. We need to live a whole life of humility, putting aside earthly status and seeing others how God sees them. None of us on this earth are worthy. It's all made up hierarchy of humanity. 
If we want to be serious about living our life for Jesus, we have to be willing to give up everything. But by giving up, which is a daily choice, and it is really hard, but the good news is that we will get it all. God's upside-down kingdom to access the true goodness of fullness of life with God. We have to let it all go and come all the way down in status, in service, in everything. And he'll bring us back up. Let's just take a moment to let that sink in. Let's let God personally challenge us. Where do we need that humility in our lives? What, what one thing have I said today that's really hit you? Father God, you sent your son, you sent yourself to serve us, to become our slave, to die for us. And we do not deserve it in the slightest. Father, we want to be close to you. We want to live life in its fullness, knowing that what we have to come is amazing. Pray that you help us to make small choices that lead to big choices, to lead a life of humility, a life of service, laying it all down for you, becoming like that child, that child that's so innocently um, humble. Lord, we need to be like that. Whatever we need to let go of, help us, God. And I just pray you be brave. Brave in knowing that our status is in you and not in anything in this world. If we lose everything, God, we still have you and that is everything. I just thank you, Lord. I just pray you help us. Amen.